Welcome everybody to another edition of the CarCast. This one is episode 81, and they have a lot of choices for the number 81. Yes. After much debate, I'm Owen Newkirk still, we were not debating that. Yes. Sean Shapiro, Sean and I have agreed that this is the Tomas Vinsour episode. All due respect to Marcel Hosa, Marion Hosa, Phil Kessel, uh, Phil Kessel Miroslav Shatan, maybe play, wore more seasons of 81 than anyone else. Even Taylor Fadoon wore 81 for one season with the Edmonton Oilers. May not have been a lot of games. <laughs> but we're going with Vinny because he played for the Texas Stars and the Dallas Stars. Uh, only the Texas Stars when I was there. He was not part of the Dallas Stars by the time I got up to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Same with you. Correct. So this is the... Tomas Vinsour episode. Um, now that we've gotten that out of the way, you want to talk about that some more because the three nothing <laughs> loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> leads a lot to talk about, but not uh, a lot of positives. Oh, All right, man. let's start with the, the positives. Okay. First two periods of hockey, the Stars outplayed the Pittsburgh Penguins. More shots, more chances, more attempts, more everything. More puck battles won. They did really, really well for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. The only bad thing is they didn't score in the first two periods. Yeah. And uh, some injury problems tonight. First, Lindell takes a puck to the face. He, uh, Do you think he went down to block the pass? That's that, what it looked like to me on the replay. I couldn't tell if yeah. he went down or if he slipped. But either way, he didn't go down to block the shot. He was sliding, looking like he was trying to block the passing lane across the front of the net. And then the pass went back to Crosby, who shot, hit him in the face. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. It was like he went down to block the pass, came back over, shot him in the face. Um, he uh, missed the rest of the remainder of the first period, returned for the second, we're in the fishbowl. Um, and uh, Taylor Fadoon actually dodged a little bit of a scare, too. Got hit in the face yeah. on a shot in the second period that went off of his stick, mm-hmm. came up and caught him in the face, but yep. it looked like he was okay. Yes, and then in the third period, well, we're going to bounce around a yeah, little bit here but, because this is the injury part. Yes. Uh, sorry, end of the second period, Sidney Crosby takes a friendly fire shot from the point right to the side of the head, and that looked really scary. Yeah, especially for someone who has the concussion history that Crosby does. Um, yep. That was something where, honestly, I was kind of surprised he returned to the game. Um, I was not thinking that he was coming back. Yes. I I originally, because I went back and tracked uh, – when it rewatched the play during the first intermission, during the intermission, when second it, intermission. during the second intermission, and, and when I saw that, I was pretty convinced he wasn't returning because the guy with his concussion history, shot to the head, um, I thought for sure he we weren't going to see him again in the game. And he was on the ice. What'd you say about him? Ninety seconds yeah, after the start I of third. I think his first shift in the third period was with eighteen thirty remaining, give or take a couple seconds here or there. But. So he basically he missed. He wasn't on the ice when the period started, but he returned very quickly thereafter. Yes. Um, the other injury that happened came in the third, and it was I went and sat with my family that came to the game tonight which they don't do it all the time. Young kids, it's late nights, blah, 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 blah. But they were there, so I went and sat with the boys, the wife, the sister-in-law, the nephew. They were all there. It was fun. And unfortunately, Sean, although the seats in the lower bowl were great and a lot of fun, it's harder to see certain angles from – we were in one of the corners. Okay. It was in 123, higher up in 123. Okay. But uh, it's in the, the corner on the bench side yeah. in the Stars' defensive zone. Mm-hmm. So Andre Sekera crashes into the corner near us, yeah. but he also disappears mm-hmm. because it's on the other side of the boards. So it was really hard to see. And this, the in arena's jumbotron did not show a replay like they would have upstairs in the press box where we have the TV feeds from Bosport Southwest. Yeah. So I want to defer to you. I was told that he went shoulder first, but I really didn't get a good view of it. Yeah, it looked shoulder first. Um, to me... Shoulder first isn't the injury, though. It was, he kind of came down awkwardly on his legs. Kind of came down awkwardly on his legs. And, like, he did go shoulder first into the boards. Um, we can, sorry, kind of came down awkwardly on his legs. And kind of that full contact, it was contact with the ice to me that I think actually caused more of the injury than the contact into the boards. Uh, okay. That did help, but I think... Uh, it looked bad. Yes. And I thought for sure. In fact, I even asked. We had Jamie Alexiak on on our post game show, which three nothing game like that is hard to ask a lot of good questions of positivity. 
But I did ask sort of, is this the next man up mentality? He said, well, we don't really know what's going to happen yet. And then later, Jim Montgomery came on and said to you guys that it doesn't look look that serious. And that's, although he didn't give you a specific update, that's very encouraging because it looked like he could have been really seriously injured. Yes, yeah, it did. Um, I thought there was going to be more of an update post-game. I I don't like to speculate on injuries and stuff like that, but just... When you start to think in your head, I was thinking maybe we'd hear something after game as he won't play the next miss, little bit. Miss, miss the old Lindy Ruff. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be out for a little bit. Exactly. Um, but anyway, so that's that's possibly good news, but we'll find out more on Monday. Yep. Um, and by the way, if you're listening to the CarCast, Monday's practice is in McKinney mm-hmm. at the Stars, the Children's Health Star Center there. 11 a.m., open to the public and a free public skate after practice. Yes. So that's a lot of fun. Yes. Um, as far as now the hockey starts, so that was the injury yeah, bug yeah, yes, that yes. rattled through the night. The Stars had some looks in this one, and uh, you know who continued to drive some chances, especially in the first two periods, was Dennis Gurianov. Yeah, he was good. He was he got a chance to play a little bit more. What did you think of his game tonight? I thought he was playing with confidence. Um, oh, I thought- hold on. Sorry to interrupt, although everybody yeah, says yeah, I yeah, do yeah. it all the time. Uh, <laughs> it's our nightly smell update. Yeah. Pungent odor of the night is in a different location on 35. And, Sean, this is clearly skunk. This is definitely skunk. Clearly a skunk. Let uh, me ask you something. This is a bit of human nature. Okay. Why is it that when you sense a bad smell, you sniff again just to double check? I don't know the answer. Right? Don't That's you? Yeah. Do well, yeah, no, you're Are right. Are you still sniffing it? Maybe it's because you think that next sniff will be clear and you'll clear your, your nose. nose. Yes. <laughs> like, But it's like, hey. That's awful. Hey, yes, smell that. Yes, yeah. Right. Oh, this tastes terrible. Try it. Yeah. And I go, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Ringing endorsement. I want to taste something terrible, too. Yes. Anyway. That's, that's a good question. Why is it? We all do it, right? I you think smell something. Oh, that smells awful. And then you sniff again. It's I like think... it's like when you get an ice cream headache from drinking a Slurpee too fast. As soon as it goes away, the pain subsides. What do you do? You take another sip. I think with the smell, my, my theory is we're hoping for a natural like palate cleanser, and hoping that okay. and hoping that that bad smell, hopefully we've moved a little bit past it, and then a nice deep breath of good smell will. Or it's it, very it's, optimistic. It's a very optimistic view right. of things. Um, <laughs> anywho, so uh, back to Guriano. <laughs> what do you think of his play tonight? I thought he was good again tonight. Um, he was. I don't think the Penguins had a good answer for him. He, no. he played with. Um, it's interesting too because he's a guy who he came back. His second game back in the lineup was that game in Pittsburgh last week, and he was obviously part of what Pittsburgh expected. Because this is kind of an interesting game because these two teams played eight days ago, and so um, Penguins are probably looking at that Dallas film, what to expect from Dallas. But Denny didn't really have that confidence brewing. Um, it was starting to get there, but he didn't really have that have it flowing the way it is right now. And and he had the um, and I thought he scored the two goals the other night. And the big thing with Dennis Gurionov is can he do can he do what he does what he did the other night? And I'm not talking about the goal scoring. I'm talking about the creating chances, the playing smart defensively. Can he do it from Drawing one? penalties with all, speed. All, all of those things. Can he do it from one game to the other? And, can, um, and string them together. And string them together. I right. actually was talking to someone. I was talking to um, after the game against uh, the other night against the Ducks when we were walking towards the locker room talking to someone from the Stars organization. We are talking about Gurionov's game, and I mentioned about how good Denny looked that night. And, and they said he did, but let's see what happens the next one. Right. Because that's, that's, that's the big, been the knock, hasn't yes, it? That's the big question for, uh, for him is can he be consistent from game to game? And, and he, that's a knock on many young yes, players yes, who yes. have yet to prove their – or, or to put credit in the bank, so to speak, right? Oh, uh, NHL guys, and this is not just Jim Nill, but many hockey executives put a lot of stock into if you're having a tough man, we know that in the past they've shown they can do it. So they, we believe they can do it again, right? Yes. And, and for young guys, they don't have that in the bank, so they're in the prove-it phase, and that's a tough thing for young guys to do. Did we just hit the rubbernecking portion of the road? It appears that we have started to, although it's nighttime, do you yeah. think there's still, I mean, there's a, a blinking arrow. Of, yeah. Well, anyway, CarCast benefits, if it takes us longer, it means you get a longer CarCast, yeah. but we're just on one of the splits here Yeah. in the road heading towards uh, on 35 and 
the slowdown that usually at 11:30 at night is empty. Yeah. And we have stop and go traffic here. So yeah, this guy doing the double lane. Pick a lane, buddy. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, we could do an entire episode on things that anger us driving the highways of Dallas Fort Worth. Yes. Um but let's let's move on. Yes, before so, I get on a roll. <laughs> continuing on, on Gariano. Yes. Um he that I'm ra- so upset, Sean. I'm going to eat the worst Jolly Rancher we have left. Yeah, we have only one Jolly Rancher left. So that's our best one left in theory. <laughs> because it's the only one? Yes. Man, semantically you're right. Yes. But is it isn't it no, worse blue, than a, than a not having one? Blue is terrible. I agree. Um, that's the reason there's no fight over the last Jolly Rancher. I didn't um, even offer it to you because yes. I knew you didn't want it. Yes. So Gurionov, um, he continued to attack down that wing, which he obviously really he lived on that against the Ducks. Um, continued to get some chances. Obviously, he didn't get the shot off like he did the other day, but drew one penalty. Um, had another chance that kind of tested Murray a little bit. Essentially, he was at a point where I think if we can see this version of Denny Gurionov every night, yeah. he's not going anywhere. And it's a really good piece the Stars can have. and, and, and can really Yeah, especially at his age. Yes. Um, the one in the first period, he jumped off the bench, picked up a loose puck at center ice, raced in and snapped one from the inside of the left circle and forced a big glove save for Murray. I remember that one distinctly yeah. because you could see it develop as he came up and sort of wound up speed and then attacked and that was great. It's yeah. good to see him do that. He tried to do and didn't get the shot away, so he didn't get the quality chance re- recorded. But he tried to do the old uh, drive the right side and go on the backhand like he scored twice against the Ducks. Mm-hmm. And it didn't pan out. But still pretty cool to see him try it because it was working for him the other night. Yeah. It's really – I hate to, to downgrade what a guy did in this game. But as I kind of said, it's with, with Gurion, if it keeps being, what will he do the next one? Will he be – Will he be able to continue doing this? You're going to need to see it yes. for a while, not just yes. from two games in a row or three or whatever. Should we take the service road? What do you think? Want to give it a shot? Yeah, let's give it a shot. All right. I haven't checked ways yet. We're, we got some pretty heavy traffic here, so we're going to try to pull a quick detour. And bully our way over. Well, you're definitely pushing your way in. Yeah. This guy is not liking it. No, he doesn't want to let us in. This guy with the oh. loud pickup truck. Oh, yeah. And he's driving rather aggressively and, you know. Angrily. Well, you know. What are you going to do? Interesting. What's it saying? It says for us to not get off here. Should we not get off here? Um, no. I think you're, you're pot committed at this point. I mean, we could probably try and cut off the Hebron band uh, trailer. Oh, truck. look at that. Carrollton, Texas. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking? I mean, it's red on the side road. So for those of you listening, this is the most important part of a yeah. night with a lot of traffic. Do I think? don't know, Sean. It's, it says we'll be in traffic for eight minutes if we stay on. That truck that wouldn't let us in is now doing a bob and you weave. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be this guy. I, I think you should be this guy. I'm going to be this guy. Yep. All right. So. Anyway, back to the to the highlights here. Um, second period. Oh, two things. Well, actually... Yeah, let's go to this. Miro Haskinen nearly combines with Tyler Sagan for the yep. opening goal. Yep. And Sagan is denied by Murray. Doesn't get a lot on it, but Murray does enough to disrupt the mm-hmm. Stars' 90, 91 from finishing off what was a really good heads-up look from Miro. Don't you think? Yes, yeah. Did, was the, did that one even count as a shot? I gave him credit for it. Okay. I know it went off his yeah. stick or his skates or something. It was a. I thought it was a quality chance because of the no, high it, danger. It was, it, was, it was still a quality but chance. I don't know if it was a shot or not. Yeah. Um, but then, really, the best – that was a really good look. And then after that, it was Justin Dowling. Takes yeah. a pass. I think it was from Klingberg into the slot. Look at this guy. Oh, he's got flashing lights, and he's from Utah. Does he actually have – Look, he's pushing through the barrels. Oh, that's sneaky. Either he actually is helping with the work, or he's just a sneaky... Uh... But why is a guy from Utah with flashing blue and red, and is that white? Yeah. Lights on this tailgate. No. I think he's a construction guy. But why... Or or he just simply is taking the side run, the, the shoulder, the breakdown lane. I don't know what's going on with that guy. Yeah. 
the answer will be if we see him helping a little bit down the ways, then he's actually there. Otherwise, it's just someone who had flashing lights and decided to. From Utah. It. Yeah. Or Utah plates. Yes. Um, yeah, well, you know, there's always something on the car cast, so here we are. <laughs> this ramp doesn't look so great, so I'm glad well, we're just yeah, going to fight I'm glad it. We've you know what? That. The car cast deserves extra minutes anyway, yes. so we're going to stick in. It's uh, Are we down to one lane? Is that why we're in this sort of looks zipper like we're move? kind of zippering, yeah. Okay. So Justin Dowling takes a pass from uh, John Klingberg mm-hmm. in the slot, gets a little bit of space, turns, and fires, has a good look. Murray makes the save, doesn't hang on to it. Dowling crashes the net and tries to jam it in, and Murray comes up with another one. And I'm just sitting there thinking, Sean, all night long, Dowling makes good plays, sound defensively, won battles on the half wall, won some face-offs tonight, 60% of his draws, which is great for your, your any of your centers, let alone your fourth-line center. And he keeps coming up with quality chances in games and just can't get that first NHL goal. And I know I've talked to him about it. I know it's weighing on him, but it's going to happen, and I really hope so because he's a great guy and he plays the right way, and I'm just frustrated for him. So I, I made this point in my uh, in my post game story tonight. Spoiler um, alert! Yes, um, <laughs> the um, the thing with Dowling right now is because he, in many ways, he's already moved beyond um, beyond his old friend Travis Moore and, and actually made an NHL opening night roster. However, he's got to find one of those chances to go in. The biggest issue for Travis Moore and who obviously we both know pretty well. Um, he would Very get, well. He would get those opportunities in the NHL, and he would play well. He just never finished. No, and I still remember that game when Lindy Ruff was coaching, and Morin had a great look, and he hit the post, beat the goalie, and if it goes in, he's in for another couple of weeks, and, and then maybe it just keeps going, right? Yeah, and so for Dowling, it's at the point right now where, say, two weeks from now, when Blake Como does return to the lineup right now, he's probably the one coming out of the lineup. Um which is interesting because he's a center. He's a center, but you could... But you definitely put Dickinson back yeah. there. Um, a number of things could happen, yes. but just right now. And so Dowling is at that kind of point in this season where... And now a lot of guys need to show they can score, but yes. there's other guys who have that resume. There's other guys who have that right. resume, whether yes. it's whether it's what they've done in the NHL before or their draft stabs or whatever. Dowling doesn't have that resume that set, that keeps him around. Right. So what he, And they can sit him without feeling awful about not... I mean, you know, example... Radulov hasn't scored a lot. No. It's hard for the money you're paying him and for the resume he has and what he's done even last year for the Stars to justify sitting him over a guy like Blake Como if you're starred for offense. Now, I can understand why Blake Como would be more effective in certain roles, but if that's 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 yeah. kind of your point. No, so yeah. Dowling basically needs to put a buck couple put a puck or two in the net to kind of get over Wouldn't that. Be nice? And to get over that this guy is flying way too Well, he came in the, on the ramp. Okay. That's a merge. Yeah. So, yeah, they're coming yeah. in, and we're going to have another slowdown as they merge yeah. in. So, well, anywho. But basically, Dowling needs to score a couple to, uh, score once or twice to basically prove that he's more than just a AHL player. Just just to be – he just needs to finish. Yeah. Um, let's see. we got the truck came in, and now the other truck. See, now that's the way to merge. You alternate. You're polite. You don't try to push in. Except for this guy. Don't let this PT Cruiser in. Nope. Not going to happen, buddy. Actually, that's not a PT Cruiser. It's one of those HHRs. Ah, the Chevy. The Chevy one? It's The yeah, PT Cruiser would be a Chrysler. Yeah. Anyway, right? They still make those? I don't know. I've been out of the car game for a while. I haven't been following as much. But anyway, um, Radulov, speaking of Radulov, he did have a couple of looks tonight in that mm-hmm. second period after Dowling's chances. Um, again, picks up a loose puck behind a guy's feet in the slot, rips one toward the net, Murray a save, comes out of the zone, gets one back on the rush, rips one again, Murray, save. And Murray was good. He was good. I didn't think he played out of his mind, but he was really solid. Mm-hmm. And then I thought the Stars missed on some chances. I thought one of Murray's best was that glove save on Gurionov in the first. It was a good save. It was showy, flashy. Yes. So anyway. Yes, End of two. End of two. It's zero zero. Shots on goal are twenty two to eleven stars. Yeah. Chances are ten to five stars. Mm-hmm. Shot attempts plus twenty. The stars lost all three of those categories in the third period and in the game. 
that's the biggest issue. That is, I think that's our, I think that's our Utah. Did you fellow. see our Utah truck? I think. Well, they are trying to pave the road here. Yeah. So, before tomorrow's commute, so. Oh well, tomorrow's a Sunday. So. Sunday. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was a really and, and the most frustrating thing from a Stars perspective is this. Last game they they had won three games in a row. The game before that. The game before that, where they had, uh, before the winning streak started, was in Pittsburgh. A third period and a game where they didn't show up in the third period of a close game, and they allowed last week when we were in Pittsburgh, it was a Friday night, and the Penguins scored twice before the Stars even had a shot on goal. It wasn't that bad as far as when the goals came. However, it was still, the effort was not good. Uh, final shot attempts were 16-3. to High danger chances in the third period, if you use natural stat trick, were 9 nothing. Um, my chances, my quality chances were 13-4, to four, and two of the Stars' four were shots that missed the net. Yeah. So it's it was it was a no-show. It, it was basically, it was pretty close to a no-show third period at home. And that's, you can't have that. That's just unacceptable. Right. I mean, look, Pittsburgh raised its level dramatically after getting outplayed for two periods. And the stars didn't seem to have an answer. Yes. And you look at the goal, and as much as Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh dominated the third period. As much as, as much as Pittsburgh dominated the third period, the goals were ugly ones. Like it was a game where, if not for ugly goals, the stars have at least a point in this one. You get to overtime, yeah. and then who knows? You never know. Yeah. They could win this game with a bad third period. Yes. And and the goals. What happens is the first one, um, Bishop has a. Uh, Bishop has a stick handling gap below the goal line. And did he think he had a player to leave off to, or did he just whiff? He said after the game, it was uh, he basically he basically made a mistake. He he meant to when he meant to push the puck forward, he he he, he spent he gave it one more stick handle than he should have basically, yeah. and lost the puck. The thing that he was most frustrated about actually wasn't the turnover. The thing that he was most frustrated about was he felt he made the save, and then. He put too much movement on his own body to move the puck to a spot where and it came out. Yes, where Cahoon then yes. slammed it in. Yes, because so. Cahoon stole the puck behind the net and tried to bank it off of Bishop and in, and it didn't really go anywhere. It hit the Stars goalie and it yeah. sat there. Yeah. He tried to to do sort of that lie on your back, freeze snowman kind of yep. move, and then it came loose, and Cahoon was by himself. It just yeah. Put it in the open hole. Yeah, one of the easiest goals he'll ever yeah. score. Yeah. So, um, but Bishop, because he was hustling and he got to the right spot. Yes. And so Bishop was more actually upset about that fact, where you make the save and you do that, and then you kind of shoot yourself in the foot by by losing. Now he didn't know where the puck was. That's like, that's a difficult spot as a goalie, but it's still frustrating. Sure. Um, and it, it yeah. ended a shutout bit. Yeah. And, and it obviously spurred on the Penguins. It made the Stars lose their focus and their determination. I think their heads dropped a bit, and that was not good. Mm-hmm. And, and then they get another goal so, where Brian Rust goes for a wraparound and hits it off the back of or hits it off of John Klingberg's skate and goes in. That's another bad bounce. Yeah. Forced, as Monty and many coaches say, you make your own luck. The Penguins got some luck because they worked hard on the play. Yeah, you create your own luck, and that's what Pittsburgh did on that play. And It's one of those where it's a bad bounce on the goal itself, and then on the uh, actually the lead up to it, that goal came on an offensive zone possession after a faceoff, which came on a play where um, Miro Heiskanen um, iced the puck about he's about five feet before the red line when he let it go, and it was one of those plays where he's looking at Denis Gurionov coming down the coming down the right side. He thought Garyanov was going to stay to the right, and so he tried for the hard bank off the boards, which he thought he was going to get to Garyanov. Garyanov cuts the middle. Um, it's one of those plays where both players had the right idea of a play that would work, but they both, but they didn't think of the same play. Right. And that's uh, and just that's one of those where the Stars have had a lot of bad ices this season. That's that's true. Um, this one was one. Where, I hear a deep dive in the works. Yes. This this was one uh-huh. where this was one where the execution. Um, this wasn't a lazy icing. Let's put it that way. It was just a, a mistimed yes. play, a and, miscommunication. It's yes. like, uh, for fo- all you football fans out there, quarterback thinks the, the receiver is going to do a post, and he runs a corner route. You know, Instead of going in, he goes out. 
and throws it to the wrong spot, and they just weren't on the same page. Yeah. Uh, execution fail, yes. Worst play ever, no, but obviously it didn't help. Yes. Um, so that's 2 nothing, And then this is a concern, Sean. Not just because of the situation. Stars are down two goals. They pull Bishop with two minutes to go, or three minutes to go. 3-11, I think. And they really only create one quality chance, and it was a Radulov one-timer from the right side low, and he shot it wider than that. Mm-hmm. And the, the point is, the other night, when Anaheim was down a goal, and they pulled John Gibson for the extra attacker, they had like seven shots on goal. They swarmed and they had a couple of quality scoring chances. They didn't win the game because Bishop was excellent. Yes. When the Stars have been in six-on-five situations this year, they've struggled to even get shots, let alone quality looks, when, it, when they're trying to get one goal, let alone, in this case, two. I feel like they do not... This group has not yet figured out what the correct formula is for their six-on-five play. Well, they had one game where they were good at it. <laughs> Not, not good, even good at it, but they had one game where um, that game in Columbus last Wednesday, they scored twice at six on five. Okay. Um, delayed penalty. Then well, that's hit, different. Yeah, but yeah. And then they, the Pavelski meaningless one with two point five seconds left or something. Okay. Um, but no, you're right. It's it's similar to how the power play struggled. The Stars really. Here's the biggest issue for me, and this happens at both six on five and the power play. Just because you have an extra man. On the ice doesn't mean you shouldn't outwork your opponent. Yes, that's what, not slow down. And, time. and I think that's the Stars' biggest issue. The Stars get an extra man, and their default has been: we have an extra man. Let's spread it out. We have let's, more time. Let's be not lazy, but let's be passe about it. Let's let's keep things simple. Let's keep things to a spot where we don't have to make the other team do the hard work. When when you have that extra man. You need to do that hard work. That's how you create yep. prettier goals. That's how you create those opportunities. You have the extra bodies on the ice. You should have two men on the puck at all times. And the Stars don't do that when they have either the power play, which we've seen tonight at half. Power play was terrible tonight. And and then it's wasn't six, very good. Yeah, and then same thing at six on five, where when you have an extra man, you should be able to get two guys on the puck at all time. Take advantage of it. And the Stars don't do that. That's been their biggest issue, whether it's five on four, six on five, whatever it is. And that's what happened again tonight. You, they didn't outwork the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, and when you're not outworking the team, you can't try. It's not like you can get pucks into the slot. It's not like you can get pucks into the middle where that might be a little bit more of a, maybe not 50-50, but 60-40 battle where you're not going to risk those battles if you're not willing to outwork the other two. Good news, if you want some positives. Or a positive. Okay. The Stars did not take a penalty tonight. They, they played a really clean game with a forecheck, some hitting, and they kept their sticks down, didn't take any needless offensive zone penalties. Yep. And so in that regard, that was very good. Yes. But once again, Sean, going back to the negative is, this is a night where, again, the offense hasn't done a lot, as far as they haven't been able to score, where a power play goal could win them the hockey game. That would have been Or be the difference maker. And if you – look, the Stars have some problems that they need to work out. The fact that they haven't completely had their season implode after a wretched start is a good thing. They found a way to get at least some footing of a year. They're not back to 500, but we're getting there. If their power play was even average for the league right now, they would probably be a 500 hockey team. Probably. Just because of those timely goals that can change the course of a game. The Stars play a lot of close games because they don't score a lot. And they have really good goaltending. You get those power play goals once in a while, they win. Yep, and that's the that's the answer tonight. If they score, if they're going into the third period up one nothing, now they've blown third period leads. But if if, sure. they, if they're going to the third period up one nothing with a power play goal, it's much different situation. Are you ready to get to the lightning round? Let's do it. By the way, uh, Brendan Tanev scored a backhander empty net goal yeah. from he was his good own tonight. blue line. I thought he was really good for. He was good. Yeah. Um, it also was unfortunate that John Klingberg's stick broke on a wrist shot attempt right before that, but they were down too late. It, at that yeah. point, that really didn't matter. So, Okay, time to hit up the car cast. Oleg hit us up first, Sean. It was well before the call to action. Okay. It was two hours ago. A team full of superstars and only Denny scoring. 
I'm afraid we are out of creative ideas. This system doesn't work. Then he said, the Dallas Stars need, this actually tweeted two different things to us with the Cartas hashtag. Stars need a new voice and a new system. I've never seen anything like it. Well, as in a new voice, as a new coach, he's, he's, he's talking for a coach firing. Is that, is that the way, that's the way I'm hearing that question. I mean, I, I interpret a new voice would be a new coach. Yeah, that's the way I'm hearing that question. Um, I don't think the system is the problem. I think it's the players. Yeah. Right? I mean, this isn't one of those things where the coach is set on, this is the one way we play, and he, and then he goes and says, well, I don't have the players to play the way I want to play, but we're still going to try to force it that way. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is not that – this isn't the thing where you have a GM and a coach that are on different philosophical planes. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, there's there's certain things that I think coaching can be adjusted and things like that. But for me, I take a look at the system and I think it. I look at what ha- what's happening, and it doesn't matter who's coaching them. Like, it it shouldn't matter who's coaching Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, Alexander Radulov. It shouldn't or John Klingberg. It shouldn't matter. Those guys, when you in the salary cap world and the way you pay them, yes, you can't have success if they don't pe- play up to their pay grade. If you have big name players getting a lot of money, they have to pull their weight. Yes, and, and, and it's not about effort; it's about execution. We're talking yes, about right. Yes, it's about and, points. Yeah, and you have to, and and, for, and it's not just those three. It's not just those three, and and, and but Klingberg hasn't been good enough. Look at John Carlson. A couple years ago, he and Klingberg were neck and neck for the defensive scoring title. Yes. This year, Carlson is torching the league. Was he have twenty points already? Leading the league in scoring up until two nights ago, at least. I don't. I just don't know if anyone caught. I haven't him. looked yeah, today. Clinkberg yeah, yeah. has three. Yeah, three. He's been bad. He's just been bad. Just this has year. not been up to the speaking out about a resume. Yeah. We've expected a certain standard from him offensively, and he has not lived up to that this year. I just. I don't see how a. For me, the, the biggest issue is I just look at the common thread, and it's it's the players. It's you, yes. you take a look at this is this, yes it's the second year with Jim Montgomery but it's three coaches in four years it's 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 just it's the common thread to me is you have players that haven't executed and delivered to what they to what they're paid to do and if and that brings up a bigger question and I know that but and that brings up the question: Did Jim Doe make the right decision? And who those players are? That's another debate. That's I, a completely that's, different debate that's, than that's, who's the right coach. That's the completely different debate, but. I think there are things that Jim Montgomery can tweak and do better. I also don't think I don't think firing a coach is the solution. Next question. Uh Hula's a taxi. What? I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Would taking groups out for ice cream make the stars better? Who's taking groups out for ice cream? Uh anybody. It does. Like, are the stars taking groups out for ice cream, or is Hula's attack taking groups out for ice cream? Uh, I don't know. It was not specific. Either way, it sounds like someone's offering groups ice cream. I mean, to me, I don't see how that could be a problem in any way. I, it's only a win. I don't see how it could hurt anyone. So my thing is, I think you should, t- you should, or somebody should take groups out for ice cream. Right? I mean, I. I don't see – yeah, you should. It won't hurt the Stars, so you should do it. And if it do, they don't get any better, well, you didn't make them worse because you did. Right? Correct. Okay. Brad writes in, is Monty Hitch 2.0 making Dallas a place where offense goes to die? We have proven offensive producers who cannot buy a goal. Pavs, Rats, Ben, Sagan are all in pace to get fewer than 70 points this year. 70 points is an awfully – Large number for some. You know, Jamie Benn didn't hit 70 points last year. He was in the 50s. And Jamie Benn was also bad last year. Okay. Um, I don't know if I was expecting 70 points from Pavelski. No, I, I think Lots of goals. But not, I, I, But his point is, these guys are making a lot of money. We kind of talked about this no, already. Here's the thing. Okay. Here, here's I the do thing. not believe that Monty is Hitch 2.0. He is similar to Hitch in some ways, though. Sure. Like, you have to acknowledge that. There are, oh, yeah. There are, some, there, are, there are quite a few ways he is like Hitch. There are yes, quite a few ways he is not but, like Hitch. But there are... Um, but he's not Hitch 2.0. No. 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 That's um, a, yeah, he's not saying don't go out there and 
and create offense. It's just the style of which he wants them to run it. Yes, and and the other thing that is, the other thing that you take a look at is the Stars rush attack and they attack with pace. And Tulgarianov scored the other day. That's how Hintz has been. That is a system that that's a part of the system that has worked. The other thing is, and maybe this falls on coaching too, but I also. And, and this just keeps coming back to me for this. I don't know how many times, if I give the puck to Tyler Sagan and John Klingberg and the offensive zone, how is a how is coaching going to stop them from throwing? Four times tonight, four times tonight, the Stars are in the offensive zone of the power play and missed the point man and sent the puck all the way back to their like own end. They cleared the zone themselves. Yeah, they cleared the zone themselves. themselves. Like, I just don't understand what coaching is going to – I don't understand how coaching is going to make that pass at the tape when this guy is making $9.5 million. He should be able to put that stick on the tape. Like, that that to me is the, the biggest pass. issue. Yeah. Like, like maybe – I mean, the, the excuse before this week was they weren't practicing enough. They practiced twice this week. So, I, I just I, – I keep – and maybe it's – Maybe it's the maybe the players. I don't know. It, to me, I I put way more on the players than it goes down. I was talking to my actually, it's funny. I was talking to my dad about something else the other day on the phone. Where it's the and we were talking about the adage where players win games, coaches lose them. Yes. That's, that's how it goes. It's coaches not, always exactly. coaches always get the blame when they lose. Players always get the well, praise when they win. Well, let's use a Cowboys analogy. Yeah. You always blame Jason Garrett if they lose, mm-hmm. and say, well, everyone says they want him fired. But yeah. when they win, I don't ever hear somebody say, "Man, Jason Garrett's game plan was spot on today. What a coaching job." Yeah. Usually it goes to the offensive coordinator, the players, right? It's never, "Hey, Garrett was great." Yeah. Like, and that's okay. That's just the nature of being a coach. And maybe, and maybe seeing Pittsburgh—I don't know—maybe having seen Pittsburgh play twice now, and I—it's not like I've watched Pittsburgh play and seen, oh, great coaching. That's why they—they they outcoached Jim Montgomery. That's why they won. No, I've seen—I've seen two Pittsburgh teams where they have one of the best leaders in the NHL step up and and say, okay, that's what. And last week in Pittsburgh, yes. that's what he did. And then tonight, where a team basically said. The players on a team said we're not going to step down, and and they won the game. Like, we're not going to lose this one. I mean, I don't know if that's on. Well, like, we're going to get a better so, better effort out of it. So I maybe I'm wrong, but I'm a guy who I put way more on the players need to perform than. Yeah, I mean, look, you know. I've made this point before. Um, I've heard some pretty high level soccer managers say they believe that in their sport, their the manager can maybe affect five to ten percent of a season. Mm-hmm. Of the team's results, yeah, that's pretty significant. But that's ninety to ninety-five percent the players, and I think that makes a lot. Yeah, makes a big point. Okay, lots more to get to. Stefan says, is the entire possession offense really built around passing to the point for shots and praying tips happen? If so, that's clearly not working, and they need to do something else. Is the entire thing built towards that? No, um, but that's just. What the that's what the stars keep trying to do. Um, it's not what the entire thing is. There's also there's supposed to be more. There's supposed to be more movement. They're supposed to try and find the guy in the slot. There's way more things they're supposed to do. There's way more things that get brought up that they're supposed to do that just don't happen. The execution doesn't happen. Man, that Galapagos, man, that turned into an awful game. But the good news is I found the cookie dough stand. It's outside section 318-319. And, boy, was it strong flavor-wise. Have you all tried it yet? No, we haven't. I have nope. not tried the cookie dough. Uh, probably won't get to it either because we'd have to go during the game, and obviously we have work to do. So, yeah, um, glad you enjoy it. Hope you can continue to partake if, it's of your, if it tickles your fancy. Tweeter greeter. I hope here, all here. the stars, all the players are okay. Now that the stars have a 3.46 record, he's talking about point percentage, okay. I think. Gotcha. Um, I have to check the math, but um, in 13 games in, what changes are likely to be made? Hirings, firings, Sagan and Klingberg on a retreat to remember how to offense, etc. I mean, there's no major changes coming right now after they won three games and then actually played a game tonight where they played two thirds of a game. Yeah, well, they actually played a game where if. The game tonight, if this team was six and six coming into tonight, yep. it's a game where there's less panic. But the problem is they had the whole 
No, they have a hole yes. they have to dig yes. out of. I'm yes. still not freaking out about this one. I'm disappointed with this one, especially after yeah. playing really well for two periods that they yeah. gave it away. Well, my, Long my, way to go. My, my point is context matters, where a, mm-hmm. a blown third period for a team, a blown third period for a team that blew third periods two weeks, two, a week ago, becomes much worse. That's 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 where the context matters. Here. By the way, we have now reached the call for questions. Oh, there we go. So thank you for everybody who thought ahead of our call yeah. for questions. Crawdaddy, which press? This is really for you, Sean. Okay. Which press box has the best setup in terms of comfort? Love the car cast and what you two do for Stars fans. Thank you for that. Appreciate your listening. Comfort. Um. So. I will give. Okay. St. Louis went from arguably the worst chairs in the league. <laughs> To one of the more comfy chairs, okay. because they redid their press box. Okay, they, they, so you're talking about chairs. We're talking about comfort. Right. right. Comfort so, is right. cover will be chairs, right? Okay. No, I'm just. I yeah. want to know the measuring stick you're using for. So this. I, I think for me the biggest way you would measure comfort is, I think, hmm, okay. If I'm doing quick categories, I think it would be chairs. Okay. I think it would be chairs. Food. Um. Sustenance. Food and beverage. Yes. Food. The uh, proximity to the food. Okay. Because there's some press boxes where there's a little bit of a trek. And then my other category would be proximity to the ice, best sight lines. Yes, proximity to the sight My line. answer to that, I have not been to all the NHL buildings yet because we don't travel. I have been to a few. When I was in the AHL, we did yeah. four or five different NHL games or buildings at NHL arenas. And so far, Montreal's uh, gantry or um, gondolas, yeah. as they call it, is by far one of the best. Now, the Stars... Home TV perch, which is in the 200 level, yeah. is second to none. Now it's I, a great place to watch. But Montreal's uh, broadcast gondola is phenomenal. Now I love the gondola format. Um, and I, their hot dogs are great there, like, too. Detroit is tremendous. I haven't been to the new building yet. Detroit I've been to tremendous. the old building, which was not tremendous. No, it was not. Joe Historically was, great, but not comfortable. No, the Joe was not good. Yeah. Um, the uh, One of my favorite buildings, one of the oldest ones, just, just from the – it's not the most comfortable – I, it's not one I wouldn't want to cover 41 games a year in, but I love the vantage point in the Saddle Dome. I was going to say, Calgary? I love, I love the vantage point. I love where you are. You're hanging over the ice. What about the dessert cart in Boston? It's good. It's a good dessert cart. That's what I mean. I've seen pictures. Good dessert cart. I've been to, to TD Garden for games. I just have never been in the press box there. Yeah. Dessert cart is good there. Food um, in Chicago, hot food upstairs, I hear, is, and, and press meal well, is Chicago. pretty solid. The press meal in Chicago may be one of the best in the league. Again, United Center, I've been to yeah. games there, but not – I did. The, I attended as a fan at United Center. Buffalo has sushi in the press box. Would you eat sushi in Buffalo? No, but I wouldn't eat sushi anyway, <laughs> so that's a loaded question for me. When I was in – I did a, an AHL game in Buffalo, and they did not have the upper level – I think the the third level, the 300 level was blocked off. Mm-hmm. They still had like 11, 12,000. For an AHL game, it was us against the Rochester yeah. Americans. And so we were up at the press level, but it was weird because it was like a it was like an empty moat of no fans between us and the the bowl. Yeah. And they didn't have all of the amenities going. Well, actually, one of the least comfy press boxes because it's not even a press box is Nashville, because you're literally in the stands. It's yeah. just kind of a it's kind of a structure built into the stands. Um, and the other thing too, which is, this is going to sound very elitist to say this, but you have to share a bathroom with everyone else. Oh, how dare you? No, it, it's actually a problem, especially if you're a broadcaster who's trying to rush during an intermission break. Yep. If you have to stand in line and not a line of one or two people in a media yep. level, uh, but I, all I, the fans with all the fans. Right. Yeah. And, and that was many AHL buildings. The press box is an area to work, but there's no bathrooms at all. Yes. So, like, for example, down in Texas, Cedar Park. Um, Tremendous press box center for the Great NHL. press box, but no bathroom. Well, there was there one. Is, there is one of them. One. Yeah. But a lot of times I would run down the stairs and get in line. Oh, on the sweet one. The, in the sweet level right yeah. below it, the, the loge, I guess they yes. called it, right? And you have to wait in line. So if you can be quick, great. If you have to go in the stands, it can be very nerve-wracking as you look at your watch wondering if you're about to come back yeah. from a commercial break. It's a little different when you're writing. Yeah. Because, you know, you have more time. Hmm. Uh, okay, we could go on and on, but let's move on from that. Uh, Andrew C. writes in, It seems like the Stars' big players have been invisible at times, not just on the score sheet, but impact-slash-energy-wise. What's it going to take for them to get to take off? I mean, 
if I, if I had the answer to that, I would be a be an NHL coach and getting paid an awful lot of yeah. money to do so. Robert yeah. Tiffin writes in, bigger problem: power play disappearance or the five on five play of Tyler Sagan this year. I think the power play disappearance is the bigger issue overall. Yes, because that could be that uh, we kind of touched on that before. That's the difference right now between being close to 500 right now and being where the stars are in the standings. Um, but Sagan's five on five play has been Monty had a very concerning statement this morning um, that I was thinking about when I was driving back from the rink. He talked, when he, was, he, he talked about how, no, sorry, yesterday, it was yesterday. He was talking about it. We were talking about the lines after practice on Friday and he mentioned how they haven't been able to find chemistry with Sagan. And to me, that's really concerning where Tyler Sagan should not be someone who it's hard to play with. Well, he's been playing with Ben and, and Radulov, no, and, yeah. and that's it. But then they found – yeah, I, that's a problem. You're right, Sean, because what, what's what's going on here? Mm-hmm. He's your number one center. Well, he's not anymore. Well – Ropa Hintz is your number one center right now. Because he's on the first line in the line rushes? Is he really the star's best center? Right, right now, yes. By all definitions or just because he's been a better offensive force? He is the. Is he better in faceoffs? Is he better in the defense? No, he's not better. Cover? He's right. not better. So, but no, so but, but, but his, uh, your number one center is your 200 foot guy. Yeah, that's true. I still think Tyler Shagan's your number one center, well, even he, if he's he not sh- on the first he line. He should be. He he should be, and and he right. that's what he should be, and that's what the level he should be playing at. But right. the fact that they're having trouble finding chemistry with him that's just concerning to it's me. It's concerning, and but I think it's not just on Sagan; it's on the other guys that are playing with him too. Yes. But it's, right, because. Yeah. Anyway, they're trying to find a balanced team. And look, for two periods tonight, they rolled four lines, and all four lines were pretty good, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Everybody had, had chances. Everybody was playing well, yeah. uh, limiting scoring against uh, yada, yada, yada. I'm more concerned about the power play than Sagan's five-on-five. Five. Look, think, think he's a power- guy who's been a career 11% shooting percentage guy. So he means he's going to get his shots. He's going to get his chances. He's going to score goals. He's down in the – we did this last year, too. Right, early in the season, he was hitting posts. He was missing shots. He's he's going to be fine. It's the power play that I'm really, really. That's it. Looks very troubling. Mm-hmm. Gary writes: Are we actually improving from the bad start? Question mark. In the UK, we only tend to have highlights, so it's hard to tell. First of all, Gary from the UK, thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm. We appreciate your fandom and your support. Um, Sean and I have a rather big match tomorrow to cheer against each other yeah. liverpool liverpool tottenham i'm worried so, about that i think you're gonna have a good day with that I'm i hope so i could use it after tonight i'm worried about that um i think the stars are are, are improving from they were really bad yeah um ben bishop has looked better mm-hmm. obviously he made a mistake tonight but over the last few games he's looked really good no, no they have improved i think I, the team I, overall I, has I, gotten I, better I and Corey you, perry's helped too i think you can certifiably say they have improved erica writes in do we need to start more organized cheers to prep for loud opposing team fans? Who should be in charge of this venture? Next question. Yes or no? The Penguins should cha- change their shortened name from Pens to the Gwins. That's like apostrophe G-U-I-N-S. That, that's what it sounded like when they were, sh- that, like they were shouting. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you don't want them to be forced, but more crowd chanting. We'll go back to Liverpool, Tottenham. EPL games are wonderful spectacles for many reasons. The on-field play, the passion of the fans, of the supporters, the chanting, the atmospheres, all of that's great, right? You add it all up. But a lot of that's organic and built over a long period of tradition and history. Now, the Stars have been around 25-plus years. But, yeah, the fans should be engaged and cheering in the crowd and coming up with fun chants is everybody's prerogative, not just victory green. Don't you think? Yeah, no, I agree with that. And the, um, I mean, it's going to happen. <laughs> just like there's obviously, there's a lot of Pittsburgh fans in the building tonight. There's certain teams that's going to happen. And, and I Sorry, guess, I'm laughing about the next question. And, and I guess the one, thing I'll, the one thing I'll say on this is if you are a fan that cares deeply about not having opposing fans in the building, if you have tickets and you're selling tickets, be selective who you sell your tickets to. It's, they're your tickets to sell off if you can't make a game. Well, like, a lot of teams that travel well or have fans that pay a lot of money I know, so they yeah, can get yeah. their tickets. I know, but so people sell them. Stars yes. season ticket holders make up a lot of money by selling those. Hey, I'll get three, $400 for my ticket, and mm-hmm. they do it. 
Um, Stars Potter 12. You ready for this one, John? Okay. Has Sean considered... I'm actually going to ask you, because he's asking if you've considered this. So I'm just going to say, Sean, have you considered a mustache or a goatee? Maybe it will bring luck to the team. A mustache? I mean, Hashtag Sean Stash. <laughs> that wins for the show. The hashtag alone wins. Hashtag Sean Stash. I mean, technically, I have the mustache already. You have it connected to a full it's beard. It's connected to the full it's beard. It's a lot fuzzier than the one yes. I've got going yes. on right now. No, I would. So here's one thing. Um, <laughs> I will, I will probably never do the mustache. Have you ever done the Movember? Um, I did it in the AHL once and it, by the end of the month, I was sick of it because I got my, everything I tried to eat or drink in the, the so mustache. I've area. seen what the mustache, like I've, there's times where I've shaved the beard first and like then trimmed it down and trimmed then... it down and then just had the mustache. Um, don't like it. And the main reason being, um, I took, I looked. So my dad had a mustache for my entire time growing up. Okay. And I look very much like my dad. You could do a serious Fu Manchu going and, right now. Or you could do the uh, you could do the reverse where you what was it, the uh, Orange County Choppers the big mutton chops down the cheeks. Yeah. Gross. So oh I would I will not hashtag Sean Stash. I will not do a mustache. Um, probably not going to do the goatee either. I. Uh, I did the goatee for a long time. I've gone right. to the beard lately just for something different. Mm-hmm. I've been kicking around the thought of getting rid of all of it just for something different. Yeah. But I don't know. It's less shaving. It's it's funny having a beard is less shaving, but I also have to shave the edges yeah. and keep things. I do. Ad- I do. Straight, ad- so. I do. Admittedly, have to do some cleaning up. That's on the docket for tomorrow. Starting to get the uh, the yeah. Forrest Gump running. Yeah, beard. I gotta I gotta I gotta clean it up a little bit. That's kind of on the docket for tomorrow. Then. Sunday off day. What does Sean do? Trim the beard. Trim the beard. Uh, do the weed whacker and go watch the Idaho Steelheads play the Allen Americans. Oh, you're gonna that's, go to that's, that. That's my Sunday. Oh, that would be fun. I'm gonna watch Liverpool. Tottenham. Oh, I'm doing that too. But that's... And maybe some football. Uh, try to mix in a run in somewhere, and probably a bunch of stuff around the house. I don't think I'm gonna go see the hockey game. I don't know if the family would, for the only day off on the weekend, would want to go see another hockey game. I, I would do it if I didn't have that going on. But we'll see. Um, I do have to go see Mike Hedden at some point. You do. Um, Coach Kitchen, with a Canadian flag emoji, in the avatar, by the way, or the name of it. Carcast, not a question, just a quick observation. I think the Stu Barnes for John Stevens swap has hurt us. I'm not a fan of John Stevens and his history of mediocrity. I miss Stu. I like Stu. We see him. He's scouting for Seattle. Mm-hmm. And so he's been at the AAC a lot because he's still based out of here. Um, I like him a lot. I think John Stevens is an excellent coach. I don't think he's been mediocre. Do you? The Stars have been mediocre. The entire coaching staff has been mediocre. You think the coaching staff is mediocre? Oh no 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 no! Like the entire team has been mediocre. Right. Like and and what and and what has John Stevens done? That's I mean right. I mean I can't give John Stevens proper blame or proper blame or credit for where the stars are in the standings because um, now I don't think Stu Barnes deserved to lose his job. I, I will go. I will. Yes. I will say that I don't yeah. think Stu Barnes deserved to lose his job. I don't think. I also. When I look at it, I also don't think there was. And I don't know what Stu and John Stevens are making. I don't know. I, I admit that. I don't know how much money they're making, but I also don't see how both couldn't be on staff because you had a. Uh, Do you think it's a situation of too many cooks? No, no, no. I don't think so because I don't think so because I. Because one of them, one of them would have been the eye and become the eye in the sky guy. Right. And I don't think you had Vern Fiddler used to do it at home. Jeff Reese does it on the road. You would have had Reese are doing it at home too, then. Reese is doing both home and the road okay, now. So that's okay. And I, I think, I think you lost by losing both Stu and Vern. Obviously, Vern took a great opportunity. Yep. Um, and by I think you lost someone who was more connected to the players. As far as I think it was someone who brought well, Vern was very close because yes. he was just recently retired. Yes, but I think that was a valuable voice you lost. And I'm not saying it needed to come. I'm not saying that John Stevens needed to be switched for Stu Barnes. But I don't. You lost that voice where I think that's something that maybe uh, you look at what Jim Montgomery's done this season and you look at things that could have been improved. Maybe 
we talk we talk all the time. Oh, it's great. He's got these veteran coaches and Todd Nelson and good looking uh, as far yeah. as the resumes. But go. none of them have played in the NHL in in a long time. Fair. And Stu had a pretty good connection to the players on a more personal level. Level, I think Vern had that. And I think you're kind of missing. Maybe you're missing a little bit of that. Maybe you aren't. Maybe you are. I just I think that's the one thing that you look at. It's hmm. a fair question to ask. Marry me, Fox. I miss rough hockey. Would you say rough hockey was more fun than Monty Puck? Rough hockey was a little bit dependent on the roster he had because the 16-17 rough hockey was not fun. No, it they lost a lot, and they were terrible defensively, and they didn't have the speed game. And Lindy said, we don't have that kind of team. 15-16 Lindy rough hockey was awesome. Yeah. You wouldn't like you'd like to be a little bit better defensively than scoring you know six and giving up five. I love that hockey though. I like run and gun. I like we're gonna jump four in the rush. We're gonna take risks. We might give up some odd man rush breakaways the other way. But yeah, that's fun. That's high event hockey. I love it. It's like watching Brazil play soccer. They might have to outscore their problems, but that's a lot of fun. So here's what the Stars have gone from. The Stars have gone from a team that was a must see TV for the entire game. Yes. Where there must see TV for the entire game. Hey, watch the Stars game. It could be five four. It could be eight seven. Yeah. Now they've gone. They've become the team where they've become the team. Person just throws something out the window. Newspaper? Is that the newspaper? Free yeah. Weekly? Yeah, probably. Oh yeah, I think so. There you go. <laughs> see, you're not getting litter on yeah. your streets. Yeah. Subjectively, anyway. Now that now you've become now they've become the team where you're flipping through you're watching a couple other games and you see hey it's two to one in the third period I'll flip over to the game yeah that's how the stars have become to the casual viewer um, and from a more aesthetic hockey standpoint six five is more fun to watch coaches get more heart attacks doing that but it's a- speaking of which Drake writes in calling for change here not too early seen enough from Monty's system open it up win or lose it's exciting and you will get the players back. I don't know if I agree with all those sentiments, but that's sort of the same of idea that the other one was saying, which is more run and gun. Look, the Stars have been pretty good, although tonight they got caught a couple of times, yeah. but pretty good at limiting limiting rush chances against. Yep. Lindy's teams, because they generated odd man rushes by jumping in, also gave up a ton, and that's living dangerously. It's fun sometimes, but you also have to have the right roster. Uh, Ardell writes in, Dallas has eight games versus the Central Division in the month of November. Is it now or never for the 2019-2020 season? Also, Klingberg and Sagan are milk carton missing. Why? So, it is the rather, I don't want cliche, it's the wrong word, but it's brought up over and over, um, I'll say overly used, is the American Thanksgiving cutoff line for the playoffs. Well, Um, it's not overused because more often than not, like, there are always exceptions. Every year, it's not 16 of 16 at American Thanksgiving make the playoffs, but 80%? Yeah. It's right. Mm-hmm. Just because St. Louis won it and they were terrible until January doesn't mean that it's not right more often than it's wrong. Right? So the- it's the same reason, Sean, you should still get your flu shot, even if it doesn't block every strain of flu out there. Yes. That's for you. That was a joke, for, an inside joke for you. And... Just to give the quick background, everyone. No, I do don't. A, no, 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 no. The, the ten-second background is I do have a flu shot. No, no, it's, this isn't against Sean. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, this was another I, argument. I, 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 I don't. I don't want you throwing out the Sean's an anti-vaxxer idea. <laughs> By the way, uh, side note: Groobs wrote in. Let's get because I just tweeted out. It certainly wouldn't hurt to the fan that said, "Should I take Groobs out for ice cream?" Groobs wrote, "Let's get a Chili's Paradise Pie and find out." See? I knew he'd be game. I don't know what a paradise pie is. I don't either, but let's find out. Let's let's end on that. I guess let's so. take Groobs out for dessert. Right? I feel with him, like, Chili's probably has to, like... How he much loves he... Chili's. Yeah. And he gives them a ton of press about it. Yeah. Pub. All right, that is it for the Tommy Vinsour, or Thomas Vinsour, or Tomas, depending on what accent you're going with. Vinny, we called him. Episode 81. Episode 82 will be next week against the Minnesota Wild. Will they have Matt Zuccarello in 
Do you, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know if he's healthy. He was hurt. So we'll see. Yeah. I like Zook. I do like you, watching him play. Do you think we'll have the uh do you think we'll have a tribute video for him and Ryan Hartman? More chance of Zuccarello than Hartman, but probably no. That guy just flew down the street. Yeah, yeah, he did. Huh. All right. Enjoy your Sunday. Yes. Go Liverpool. Thanks for tuning in. Go Spurs. <laughs>